Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Godzilla Minus One, uh, the new Toho-produced Godzilla film. Uh, not sequel to Shin Godzilla, but a follow-up. And we will be spoiling that movie. So uh, if you are concerned with that, fair warning. We're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Um, so we do spoil we do tend to spoil here if you're if you're a new listener we do tend to um, talk about potential spoilers but we will not discuss any spoilers until after the two new segments so dylan what do you have all right so i got some trailers and a couple little like hollywood stories so got okay. some good ones this week trailers are back um we got one for the new suicide squad anime from yes. the east w yeah, the Isekai. I don't, it's called Suicide Squad Isekai. I don't know if it's from, if you say like WIT or WIT Studios. but I, You got those, me on that one. Those are the ones producing it. Um, the trailer, we had a little like super short thing I think we talked about a while ago. Yes. But this one like fleshed out a bit that we saw more of King Shark. We saw Peacemaker, Deadshot, Clayface, people that we didn't know were part of it before. Um, there's no release date, but it's coming out in 2024. Um, but it looks... I don't know, at least it's something different from DC. I, you you know? know what, Dylan? Okay, so look, I don't like the Suicide Squad. I don't like anime. And I you know what? This trailer was awesome. The trailer was really good. I was I, I was really enjoying it. I thought it looked really fun. It looks fun, I think too. I, yeah. I don't I think I think maybe the fact that I'm not married to the Suicide Squad as a concept, or you know, I just this seems like a weird little mashup that I'm here for. It's like when you it's like when you hear a mashup on TikTok of two songs you don't really like, but like, hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's like that, or like a weird cover, you know? Exactly. Oh, a slow '80s cover. Exactly. Yeah, in a trailer. <laughs> yep. No, I've never heard that before. There was a really good SNL skit about that concept this week. With oh, how current? Um, they it was just someone performing that make your own kind of music song or whatever. Oh my god! Yes. Anyway, I'm not going to explain the whole skit. Um, anyway, I'm looking forward to Suicide Squad Isekai. It, lo- it looks good. it looks it looks good. I'm into it. Is it on Max? Um, probably. I don't know because now they sell their stuff to other people. Oh, uh, that's right. Who knows? Okay, so we, I, more on that as it comes. Yeah, maybe it'll be on like Disney Plus. <laughs> Who knows? Right. We'll um, we also got a trailer for season four of The Boys on Prime Video. Um, I know. Have you seen? Can't remember. Have you seen any of the boys or just a little? I, a few I, I of saw it or... a couple of the first episodes of the first season. Okay, that's right. Um, no date for this as well. Also, twenty twenty four, but it looks like they're ramping up the butcher v homelander aspect of aspect of it. Um, the, I don't know. I the boys looked, so good. It, the, the the trailer looked very good. It looked very compelling. Um, it. I don't know, man. I think strong. Um. I d- it doesn't make me more inclined to watch it because I feel so behind now, but it seems it looks really good. One day when you're like retired, you'll be like, I never watched the boys and you'll like, watch the boys it. when there's like a like a boutique Blu-ray release of it. Ah, or yes. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there it yeah. is. Oh, or a fancy um, box set. Yeah. And it'll be like that old show, the boys. Why is Grandpa watching? You'll catch it on Turner Classic or something like that. Absolutely, the oh, Turner TCM is doing the boys. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I, the show is like it's bigger each season, and I don't know how sustainable it is. That's my only thing. Like Homelander is getting crazier and crazier. He's like a Right. He's like, there's no easy way to put it. He's like a Trump allegory, kind of, you Of know, course. like it's a, it's kind of political in that way, the show. And it's just like, it keeps getting heightened each season. And I, it's like interesting that it's airing in an election year. And I just Right. don't know how, how the Homelander, Homelander aspect of it is sustainable, but I'm like excited to see. It. I feel like they got to kill him off at some point or defeat him. You know, it's like fighting the Sure. same villain for four seasons. is kind of wild, but Homelander is so cool. Oh yeah, he's In like great. the worst way, such a good villain. Um, Of course. but anyway, I will be seated. Uh, this one's a quick one, but um, Marvel and Disney kind of confirmed what their twenty twenty four releases are. We weren't for sure, like you know, we didn't know for sure what they would be. We know there's no movies, uh, other than Deadpool, kind of. Um, Okay. but that's kind of like more of a Fox movie. Uh, but we got Echo, as we know, January tenth, all episodes, Hulu and Disney Plus. And then Agatha, Darkhold Diaries, also 2024, no date. And X-Men 97, 2024, no date. So it looks like that's it. Wow, Um, that's that's so wild to me. I mean, that's probably good, honestly. it's for the best. And I think, and I love, I'm very excited for X-Men and Agatha. So like, at least I get two that I'm super hyped about, you know? Yes. I Well, nice to have a little breather. I think so, too. I think so, too. It, I think it'll hopefully rekindle everybody's sort of Marvel, their MCU fandom. Yeah, it'll be nice to not deal with the multiverse. Oh, I know Deadpool will, but I don't know. Not like I'm hoping there's not like a big cataclysmic world ending thing. Like kind of tired of that. But either way, we Yeah. get a few good ones next year. Um, but we also get remember all those Pixar movies that they dumped on Disney Plus during the I pandemic? do. Yes. They're returning uh, not returning, they're being released theatrically officially. Hey, good for them. Um, yeah. So it says experience three Pixar films the way they were meant to be seen. What is it, Luca? Yeah, it's Soul, Luca, and Turning Red. And Was we did Turning Red Turning... not in... Turning No, Red wasn't only... in theaters? No, only Daredevil That was as well. so good. I know. So was Luca and Soul. I Those were so good I didn't as well. see either one of those, but we did we did a review for Turning Red. Yeah. I gave that I gave that five stars on Letterboxd, if I recall. I thought I mean It's, there's no, it, it's real good. they're all really good. It's kind of a shame. It's it's interesting that they're saying the way they were meant to be seen, uh, as if they didn't do that themselves. As if they did they had no choice. And okay, I don't know who came up with the caption, but I know Pixar was very against that. The Pixar division and Disney Hmm. Okay. was for it. So like if maybe Pixar had some hand in the way this is being marketed, I understand, you know, because Sure. they were like, no, you're ruining Pixar, which not the quality, but I, I think it's like you can't dispute anymore that releasing things digitally only and not giving a theatrical option during the pandemic uh, hurt the theatrical market you know like i don't Yeah. think you can argue that anymore at this point look at how everything's performing you know Yeah, it definitely. used to be if they didn't make a billion dollars and it was a disappointment now it's like will it be profitable <laughs> No it's kidding. like a win um so i don't know i'm i will probably try and catch a couple of these especially in that that time of movies there's not a lot of good things coming out in winter spring so i will i'll, I'll definitely go see a couple of those Oh, I mean, I will, maybe this will give me a good opportunity to see them. I know I understand I could just go pop on Disney Plus and go watch them, but Um, but it's different. No, I'm it kidding. is different. I don't know. Watch Luca. Luca's really good. I think I you'd want like to. that one. Um, 
Okay, we got a trailer for Godzilla X Kong. How are we saying this? Godzilla Kong, Godzilla X Kong. I I don't like the X trend. I don't like it because I don't know how to say it because it's different think, in different places. Yeah, like Spy Family is you just don't say it at all. Yeah, right. But in some places got, you do. You do. I don't. I don't I'm like a, it. I'm like the millennial from the Tumblr era where X was like a ship. You know, like right. The ship name. Um. Right. So, oh, okay. So we shipping Godzilla Kong. Maybe I mean maybe I haven't seen it yet. Um, but it's called Godzilla X Kong: The New Empire, and this is the American, uh, legend. Legend. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. You know. I, the and, American and, ones. and are we not doing Godzilla versus Kong for a reason here? Didn't we do that? Was that the last one? Is that what it was called? They didn't interact before. They fought. Did in the last movie? It was Godzilla versus Kong. Am I making oh, that up? I, yeah. Did I see? Did that movie exist already? I I think we reviewed it. Stop, Dylan. I'm forgetting movies. In 2021, we reviewed it. King Kong Godzilla versus, versus Kong. Godzilla How versus about that? Kong. 2021. Wow. Oh, I see the poster we now. Did, yeah, I we didn't that. like it. it. Oh yeah, we saw that wasn't even in theaters, was it? That was that was that a um. It might Max? have been an HBO only. Yeah. Yeah, that that tracks. Regardless, neither of us liked that movie, and we don't like yeah. the one before it, King of the Monsters. Uh, nope. I kind um, I kind of like um the first one the first Godzilla in that line kind of yeah I, and I kind of I kind of like that and I kind of like Kong Skull Island I don't like Kong Skull Island enough I, what year did that last Godzilla that first Godzilla movie come out twenty fifteen maybe okay, something 14? like that like I thought I kind of liked that movie until I saw Shin Godzilla I'm like oh okay never mind I don't I don't really like that movie I agree with that because yeah. we hadn't seen a good a, a good American Godzilla movie in ever. So it's like when you see one that's okay, you're like, "Hey, all right," and then you just Toho comes around. It's like, never mind. Yeah, I get that. Um, but this it's our first official trailer. Godzilla and Kong are uniting against a new threat. That's like the tagline or whatever. But I thought it looked pretty bad. Uh, I like that Godzilla's pink. Like, yes, that's the, truly the only thing I care. About. I, don't I, I did don't... not like this trailer at all. The CGI was bad. It it looks it looks so lame. I'm sorry. I, I'm I, I'm sorry to be so brutal. Like it just looks so looks like a TV show. It looks hokey, especially after coming from saving our reviews and thoughts what till the end. But like coming from a movie like Godzilla minus one, which has a lot to say. I was gonna say it was. I feel like it was a mistake to release it right after when it's so fresh in everyone's mind. Like. Like Godzilla, I get they're trying to capitalize on the hype, but it's a bad juxtaposition. Godzilla minus one is getting very good reviews and is is a serious film, relatively. There just happens to be a monster in it. Much like Godzilla. Or Shin Godzilla, I should say. And much like Gojira, right? Like all those movies are serious, regular films that happen to have a giant monster in it. Yeah. Like the monster is the framing device. And then you get this, which is just like it's like a baby Kong or something. I don't know what's going on. Why does Transformers energy? I feel like why does Godzilla? Why does King Kong have the Infinity Gauntlet? It looked like he's got a robot arm. He's like why? Optimus Primal now. <sighs> okay. Anyway, it looks bad. It looks um pass. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll review it, but oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we will. Okay, we'll be yeah. seated as well. We will um, be seated. Okay. Then my last one is kind of like a fun little. A fun little Hollywood story and like it's like a Doom production thing. Um 
and I feel like it's indicative of like some of the issues that are wrong with um the way they produce things nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a story about this guy named Carl Eric Rinch. He he's the director of Forty Seven Ronin. Remember that movie? It's like yes. Keanu Reeves. Bad I never saw it, flop. but yes, it flopped. It had horrible reviews. It just like not good at all. Um, he pitched. Uh, he he's going through a divorce right now. And his divorce proceedings are like uh, revealing stuff about his financials and like what went down with some of his his last production. And it's really interesting. Um, So he directed 47 Ronin and then he kind of put together a pitch package and shot some footage with his own money for a new TV show that he wanted to do. Oh, no. And apparently it looked really good. He said it was a high concept sci-fi series. He pitched it to Netflix and it's called Conquest, the name of the show. Okay. Um. For some reason, everyone was bidding on it. These things happen sometimes where you just want something because everyone else wants it and you don't want them to have it. Yeah. Like this was also the era of streaming a couple of years ago, 2018, where everyone just had so much money and they were like, we need to have everything and the best things, you know, it doesn't matter yes. if it's good or not. So there was a big bidding war for this show. Um, and between Amazon, Hulu, HBO, Apple, and YouTube. And Netflix ended up committing $55 million to it uh, in Whoa, 2018. Okay. It was a highly competitive auction um, based on nothing, really. Based on the guy who had just done 47 Ronin. Um, so they just threw money at him for kind of no reason. Okay. Because um, that movie but, wasn't even successful, right? Or like all that successful? No, no, not at all. Like not by any measure. Like super flop. Not even like... Right. Kind not of, even like cult hit. Like nobody no. even talks about that movie. Poorly reviewed... Audience didn't like it. Critics didn't like it. There's no reason. Um, So they gave him like an upfront for like his own payment um, before he made the show. Um, And he lost $11 million of it on bad stock market trades. Um, And then he invested (laughs) 4 million of it in Dogecoin. Oh no. He he turned it into 30 million, the 4 million. So he he did good there. He came out ahead. Um, but then he spent that $30 million, all of it, on a fleet of Rolls, Rolls Royces and Ferraris, apparel, furniture, stuff like that. I see. Um, so he's broke at this point. Hilarious. And he's shooting his show with the money that Netflix gave him, but he wasn't able to complete it. Cast and crew said that his behavior was unpredictable and he was just acting wild. He wouldn't show up, stuff like that. He That's just, incredible. He's not, he's not like an established director, really. Yeah, he's, he's just, just some, some, right. some dude, just some guy. basically. Yeah. Wow. Um. He used what money they had given him left. He was shooting in Brazil, Uruguay, Budapest, like all over the world. He had like very lofty ideas. Wow. But he's just kind of left unchecked. They're like, here's $40 million. This is what they're arguing over is $40 million. Uh, Do what you want with it. You know, Um, his behavior was erratic. Uh, He told Netflix at one point that he needed 26 episodes, not 13, which they'd committed for. So he wanted 26. What is this? The 90s? He wanted another 40 million to uh i don't know make more episodes uh-huh um but he just wasn't able to complete it and it just never happened and now they just wasted all that money wow I don't know. so it's, it's wild just to me. that's a, what a what a crazy story so like so this thing is not coming out then no they shot some scenes in all these different countries but it's not no 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 episode was ever finished um wow but i think it's like but Budgets are so huge unnecessarily right now for movies. Right. Uh, like I think Godzilla minus one costs 25 million is what they said. 
um as opposed to like the 200 million that probably this next godzilla costs you know um granted there's reasons for that like labor is a lot cheaper overseas and stuff like that like there, there are some reasons but mainly executives are just getting huge huge paydays and the quality like the money being spent isn't like we're not seeing it basically sure and they're just they're just buying spending 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 so that other streamers won't have the thing and it's just right. wow i feel like it's like really damaging the quality of content that we're getting we're getting a lot of godzilla new M- x kongs you know monarch yeah but uh, well, you don't mean literally but like but but actually though like we're getting a lot of just spend as much money on garbage um or no not garbage just middle of the road content that like why is this why is this a tent pole this is this should be something that we mock and laugh at <laughs> yeah it's like it's definitely a quantity over quality idea and it's not it's not working out i feel like now that everything's flopping though they're going to start like changing and like we said i think we've talked about that like adjusting the amount of hundreds of millions that they spend on each project, but I don't know. There's no reason that Indiana Jones needs to cost $250 million or something like that. That's crazy. Like a quarter of a billion for uh, for Indiana Jones 38. Or Mission Impossible or any of those. Like it's it's not that serious. Like people love people will watch a cheaper movie like Godzilla, you know, minus one. Right. And right. Exactly. And and people are seeing this movie. Because you couldn't go see Shin Godzilla. It was really hard to go into the theaters and see that. This one, you can just go. It's nice. Well, yeah, it's just, like I said, it's a few people getting a, a ton of money. Like, Killers right. of the Flower Moon cost $200 million. And well, you know you that's just, yeah. Yeah, you have a couple big budgets in there. Or bu- yeah. big contracts. It's crazy. Um, and I'm sure it was Netflix wanting the next Scorsese film. Not, of and course. Not, to let Amazon have it or whatever, but I don't know. Greed is ruining the movie industry. We're all doomed. Um, Game over. But that's my final story. I don't have anything nice to say about it, but things right, are. Well, I think things are looking better now. Well, let's hear about that uh, that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from seven to nine p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back, and we're going to talk about, well, before we talk about my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first, and I am picking a cheat. So I'm picking something that's been out for a couple of years, actually, but I'm excited about it because there's a new Kickstarter that launched. For a game that I'm excited about called The Electric State. Um, it's a role-playing game based on the work of Simon Stylenhog, who we've talked about plenty of times. But I am picking. I want everybody to go out and get Tales from the Loop, the starter set. Um, all the stores should have it. And it is uh, easy to pick up RPG. Everyone's got family coming around for the holidays. Go get it. It's something that you can play with everybody. It's really cool. That's my pick. Nice. Um, I'm picking a DC launch. It is called... 
Batman, Santa Claus, Silent Night, uh, number one, K N I G H T, of course. Oh, I see. Um, specifically, I'm picking the scratch and sniff cover. I don't oh, know if you saw well, it, Michael. I did. It's just it's a close up of Santa's face, and only his mouth is the sniff part. So you gotta what like does smell, it smell his, like smell his mouth, peppermint. So. Oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. And we also got the Godzilla roaring covers finally, so that's a cool one to pick too. Like, yes, it, it's like a, a makes greeting a little, card. You open yeah. it and it, it roars. Those are, those are cool. But yeah, that's my pick. That is cool. All right. Um, I don't have a ton of news this week. It's mostly just trailers. So we're going to get to all of those. Um, but the first non-trailer news, the only non-trailer news I have is that Thanksgiving 2 is is confirmed and Eli Roth is returning to direct. Um, they're going to take a year off. Um, so they, uh, so Eli Roth was speaking to um, somebody um saying we're gonna take a year off so we can really really write a great script we want to outdo ourselves make it better than the first one yes john carver will be back for seconds dylan so Mm. i'm i'm here for it i think i loved thanksgiving i had a great time with it it did a lot with its small budget um i'm here for it and i think with this success eli roth will hopefully not hostile to this and improve upon it I wish she was like would jump to a different holiday though. Like mm. oh so so do like a Valentine's Day like or no I think so he'll Patrick's he'll do Day. he'll he's going to do Thanksgiving too and then at the end there's going to be some sort of a tease for St. Patrick's Day or Columbus Day or something you know something goofy. I mean he could just do a Christmas one. <sighs> That's so He could go so in, he could go in order. That's true. I don't know. I don't know, but I I wanted to see that more than a Thanksgiving too, but I'm still happy about it. That's I'm okay Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving too, too for sure. Um, all right. Um, sticking with the horror theme, we got um, a new t- a new teaser for Night Swim, um, which we got a trailer for. I want to say two months ago or so, um, and it was just a killer pool movie that it was very thematic and atmospheric. And we got mm-hmm. a much longer trailer now uh, for this movie coming out January fifth. Um, starring Wyatt Russell and Carrie Condon. And what did you think about this trailer, Dylan? Um, I, I'm real. I'm real iffy on it. Like, I feel like that. I feel like I'm supposed to like it, but yeah. I can't, I couldn't tell you why. Like, I'm watching it. Like, okay, it's cut well. The trailer's made well. Like, it's I I sure. get the excitement points or whatever. But like, it also looks really stupid. It looks bad, but. I'd probably enjoy it. Oh, I'm gonna love it, but it looks bad. Like it looks like it's really stupid. It's I feel like um, it, might, it might just be bad, bad. Like not even it might not just. Do you be, think it might even be good, bad? I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about it. So, if in case you want to know what this is about, I don't have a good like succinct byline here, but I will read this to you. The film stars Wyatt Russell, um, a, who plays Ray Waller, a former Major League Baseball player forced into early retirement by degenerative by a degenerative illness. Uh, who moves into a new home with his uh, concerned wife, Eve, uh, teenage daughter, Izzy, and young son, Elliot, secretly hoping against odds to return to pro ball. Uh, Ray persuades Eve that the new home's shimmering backyard swimming pool will be fun for the kids and provide physical therapy for him. But a dark secret in the home's past will unleash a malevolent force that will drag the family under into the depths of inescapable terror. Yes, it is indeed a killer pool. Um, and it looks bad, but I am looking forward to it. It's a horror movie in January. Look, it's not that that's what you, you dump out the bad ones. Good. Yeah, this is dump out the bad ones. Um, shifting gears into trailers that I think don't look that bad. 
um, Prime Video put out the trailer for the Fallout TV series, which I keep forgetting is a thing. But here we are. It's coming out April 12th. Um, and it's called Fallout, based on the video game. Um, Vanity Fair says, quote, a nuclear war breaks out across Earth in the year 2077, an era of robots, hypercars, and a deep and abiding nostalgia for the American America of 1940s. After the incendiary mushroom clouds, the story flashes forward 219 years. How did humanity fare over those blighted two centuries? Lucy, played by Ella Purnell, has no clue. She has lived her entire life inside of a subterranean vault where she... Uh, where every need and want has been satisfied while generations and generations await the day when it's safe to surface. So if you, if you ever played fallout, you know, you already know what this is. I think it looks pretty cool. I think this is, looks like a, a fun series and like, uh, like a lot of Amazon prime stuff. Like it looks good, but who knows what they're going to see it. Right. Right. Um, I, so. it, is that still true? Like, do they, does, is that still the reputation? And that's what we've said forever. No, I think it's true because we, I mean, you and I know about The Boys and Invincible, but like what other Amazon shows can you name? Right. From that are still coming out. There's a right. bunch. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, but what do you think? So of I've ne- I know nothing about the game except for like uh-huh. some of the concepts. Had. Right. Truly nothing. Um, And it looked good. It looked fine. Uh, It looked like they spent some money on it. The the effects look pretty good. Um, and they got the Westworld guy to help make it. Um, yeah, I forget his name. It looks like something I would watch regardless of if I knew what it was. Well, that's, which that's I don't. So that's good because I, I it does lean a lot on its game stuff. But that's I think that's what made The Last of Us so good is that you could watch it without having enjoyed the game. But at um, the same time, it reminded me. It just kind of. Reminded me of the anime, I mean, not anime, video game adaptations that are bad, like like a Halo, the Halo show, kind of like. Which also had a Halo, new trailer this week. It gave Halo energy a little bit. Um, it, it did. It did. But I think it looks good visually. I think it looks like they spent some money on it. So true. I'm hopeful. And I do like Fallout. I don't love Fallout. I stopped enjoying it after New Vegas. Um, So there's that. And also, has, so it has Kyle MacLachlan from Twin Peaks. Um, Walton Goggins and some others, I'm sure. Playing a villain um, as usual. No, no way. Um, okay, we have two more trailers to get to, so we'll do the TV one first. Uh, True Detective Night Country. We've talked about this a couple of times. Um, the new, the new um, HBO series True Detective is ba- well, it's back with for season three, um, starring Jodie Foster and Kyle. Callie Rice, Reese, not sure who or how to say their their name, but there we are. Okay, um, and a bunch of other people too. But this comes out January fourteenth, and we got a full trailer of it, and I really, really liked it. I thought it looked really, really cool. Yeah, it kind of looked like Mayor of Easttown a little bit, like yeah, washed up detective that has something to prove and is has like struggling with their familial uh situation as well i don't know it looked fun and i like the it's like in a cozy little town set during the holidays yeah so the 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 plot here is when the long winter night falls in ennis alaska the eight men who operate the arctic research station vanish without a trace to solve the case detective Liv Dan- liz danvers and evangeline navarro will have to confront the darkness they carry in themselves and dig into the haunted truths that lie buried under the eternal ice which tells you nothing 
um, other than themes. But the important thing to note here is that um, this is the first time we're not having Nick Pizzolatto involved, who's the guy that wrote um, the first two seasons of the show. And the first season is incredible. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Some of the best TV you'll ever watch. So, second season is fine. Uh, it's If they were in a different order, people would like the second season more. You know, they would they would really enjoy it. But following, it's like Godfather 3. Godfather 3 is not bad. It's really not that bad. But people dump on it because it's not Godfather 1 and 2. Yeah. You know. Um. So why is it True Detective? Just because the brand, I, I guess? The brand. Because she is a detective and she's telling the truth. I don't actually know. Like, so <laughs> I don't, I think there is no connection uh, other than, I mean, it's like American Horror Story, right? Like it's, um, but those are all Ryan Murphy and oh, those, are connect- are. those are connected as well. Like that is uh, true. Cause, cause in universe, um, cause, yeah. Cause no, there's no recurring, um, people or creatives. So there's that. That's interesting. So oh, I'm it's sorry. like a whole new show. Um, I think, um, so Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson will come, are coming back as executive producers, which I think that means nothing, but, um, interesting. Sorry, this is the fourth season. I didn't even see the third season. Um, so anyway, but I'm very excited for this. This This looks, yeah, well, yeah, of course this looks really, really good. I think the trailer looks really top notch. Um, looks like HBO, not max. If, if you, if you catch my drift there, um, last thing is a trailer that we got in front of. Godzilla minus one, or at least I did. Um, Furiosa. No, oh, I didn't get it. Jealous. Oh. Well, um, not really, actually. So, yeah, we got the Furiosa trailer. Um, that's the new Mad Max movie with Anya Taylor Joy playing the titular role, Furiosa. Um, this is the uh, directed by George Miller, sequel to Mad Max Fury Road. Um, and the, the the synopsis is as the world fell young furiosa is snatched from the green place of many mothers and falls into the hands of the great great biker horde led by the warlord dementis sweeping through the wasteland they come across a citadel uh presided over by a Immort- morton joe while the two tyrants war for dominance furiosa must survive many trials as she puts together the means to find her way home and what she won't she won't right this is a prequel but Okay, so let me say this. The trailer looks fine, I think. The, tra- the trailer looks cool. Um, looks all right. But Mad Max Fury Road was uh, was lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. That 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 was a tremendous film and a theater experience and just like this weird phenomenon of like the sequel to a dead franchise that just comes out of nowhere, takes everybody by surprise and by storm is like, Whoa, have you seen the new Mad Max? It's incredible. No, seriously, Mad Max. I promise it's good. You know, like it had such word of mouth buzz and Mad Max Fury Road was awesome. Yeah. Nominated for best picture. Yes. Like, I don't even think it was all that great of a movie ultimately, but like, I I think if you go back and watch it in 50 years, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe I might be wrong, but well, it has a lot of technical achievements too. That oh just, yeah, like, really it's cool a gorgeous it. movie. But like, well, there was already a Furiosa movie, right? With um, Charlie Theron, wasn't there? Wasn't there a sequel? Didn't they make another one? Or is this no. is this mm-hmm. no? I thought yeah. we saw. I thought she was in another movie as mm-hmm. Furiosa. Okay, well then, never mind. Either way, that's I a think... comic bond. <laughs> You're not wrong, um, but man, 
I don't know. I think this is, I think this is like I said, trying to cap, uh, catch lightning in a bottle a second time, and I think it's just not going to do it. I what do you think about the, this? I thought the trailer was cut really well. Like the music was cool, and yep. like the, the editing was really good on the trailer itself. But I thought the tra- the movie didn't look good. Um, I'm like me being against the premise aside, in that we know everything that's going to happen in this movie. Um, right. I thought it looked really CGI e in a bad way like part of why mad max is so cool is because they were on location and really suffering for the shots you know like it just looked so good and it looked so real and the scale was huge and this one just looked very (sighs) rendered in a bad way didn't like are they still doing that did it was just all on a sound stage i really don't know uh but it didn't it didn't have the same magic as visually as the other one Um, it didn't And, and 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 i don't think it could follow up I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you follow up that movie. I think you could do it just by still committing to the practical effects. You know, I think that would carry it a long way if you just like did what you did before, like cool, like mecha races in the desert. Right. But instead, it kind of looked like, I don't know, I would compare this to like Matrix Revolution, like that one that came out on HBO. It just kind of looks like that, like, oh, like puppeting a dead franchise you know like a ne- i don't know a necromancer no, no i yeah i get you like i i don't know i i think i i i don't know i think this is gonna be disappointing to a lot of people i think a lot of people are also very excited for it i know they are i've talked to them i hope and it's I, good and i don't want to i i'm not dumping on it to to people that are excited about it generally but you're here listening to my opinion. So um, I don't know. I man. like Anya Taylor joy. I do too. And and I, I like Chris Hemsworth knows that he has on. That's cool. <laughs> yes. I don't uh, know. We'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll but anyway, about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that's it for, for my news. So let's hear about all those tabletop events. Time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and signups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we're going to review Godzilla Minus One, the new Toho Godzilla film. Spoilers. We will be spoiling Godzilla Minus One. If you care about plot and all plot elements, don't listen. Turn off now. Go watch it. It's still in theaters, and it is worth your time checking out in theaters. Um. Anyway. Dylan, 
let's let's talk mm-hmm. about this. So were you hyped for this? Did you like the last did you like Shin Godzilla? I like Shin Godzilla a lot. I think we reviewed that one. It was really good. Yeah. Uh that might be the only Godzilla movie I like. I'm not a big I'm not kaiju I'm not, fan at all of the I'm not a fan of this genre. So I'm like, you know, predisposed to not liking it. So I wasn't I, excited, I will say though. I, I am not at all a fan of this genre. Um I I I really like not 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 including this one. I really like two Godzilla movies, Shin Godzilla and Gojira. Um everything else is a monster movie to me. I, I I'm sure I'm wrong. Please don't come for me in the comments, whatever. But I really like No, do it. Those yeah, do it. I don't care. Um but 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 truly, come talk to me in the store about it. Tell me, tell me why I'm wrong. But um those that first movie is like I said earlier in the uh, the when we were talking about the stupid trailer. Um, that that first movie is such a regular political drama and has a lot to say about nuclear war and fears and trepidations and whatever, and it just happens to have a giant monster in it, and then everything else became ah oh, monster, big scary monster you know, movies. And mm-hmm. that's not for me. I get liking that. That's just not for me. Um, same thing with Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla had a lot to say about politics and government and whatever. And so that was a very interesting movie. Had a lot to say. I kind of liked Godzilla 2014, but it was just kind of neat. It was just a cool blockbuster. Agreed. Um, so I was pretty excited for this because I love Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla was very, very good. Um, and Shin Godzilla was also we mentioned it previously, very hard to watch. It's like, we couldn't see the Shin Godzilla in theaters because they did like weird, like staggered releases and like mm-hmm. showtimes were once a week at, at two, two showings. Like it was impossible to go see. It Shin felt Godzilla. like a fathom event. Yes. And it wasn't, it felt like it. Right. And, and for no real good reason that I'm aware of, like it's Godzilla. Okay. And it was after the 2014 one, which is after the quote unquote American resurgence of Godzilla. So like, there's no reason you can't sell a Godzilla, whatever. Anyway, um, but this one, we don't have that problem. We have, it, this is able to be seen everywhere in any theater you want. Um, anyway, um, and it is in post-war Japan, a new terror rises. Will the devastated people be able to fight back, uh, be able to survive, let alone fight back? Um, that's it. Um, it's a Godzilla movie. It's a, it's a, it's a classic Godzilla movie in that sense. This is, there, you know, Matt asked me a question today. Um and I was like, man, I don't know. There is a lot of talking in this movie, and there really is. This movie is a this is a this is a people movie with a monster yeah. in it. And so, be warned if that's not what you want. That that <laughs> you might be disappointed. Um, Godzilla doesn't have a lot of screen time. He doesn't. That. He doesn't. But, but when he okay. does, it's impactful. You know, he's so good. So yeah. Um, it's it's kind of hard to talk about this movie because um there's the the plot is around guilt and shame and grief and from and on a personal and national level it takes place in post-war japan so that's post-world war ii um there's a soldier who a kamikaze pilot who abandons his post type of deal and he's living with the shame of having abandoned everything and failing at his mission and then like he comes back home to his devastated city and everyone he knows is dead and his neighbor is like oh wow weren't you supposed to be a kamikaze what are you doing alive here you you know bum oh we hate you you're, you're what a disgrace you are and so he has to carry on living 
And then he meets this lady um, who has a kid that isn't hers. And then he finds out like she has it through these like very altruistic means. And they decide that they're going to co-raise this kid together. They don't like verbalize this decision, but they decide they're going to co-raise this kid together platonically. And also Godzilla happens. And yeah, I really, really liked it. I thought this movie was really, really good. Um, I think it's visually stunning. It is a great movie to watch in the theaters. I think it will lose a little bit at home. Maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. But what do you think? Yeah, I thought it looked really good as well. I thought I like that at least this one instant Godzilla is my frame of reference. They show like restraint with. I yes. don't know how like this the scale and how much they show. And I don't know. I think it's like a little bit goes a long way with these movies and it's much more impactful in that way. So. I have no complaints about the action or Godzilla himself or anything like that. Um, I also liked the movie like you did. I don't think I liked it quite as much as a lot of people, which might be controversial because I've, I've asked tons of people. I've talked to tons of people. And Everybody is putting Everyone absolutely over loves it. Like it is the best thing I've ever seen. I totally understand. I think if I was a fan of this genre, I would be absolutely over the moon as well, you know, I, especially with how infrequent good Godzilla movies are. Like I still think shin is better i will say that i also like shin better because i liked i like the i mean they're both human stories but i like how that one was more like you said um like the inside government political current uh, current political stuff because it was a there was a commentary on um japan's like disaster relief responses and stuff like that and right it seemed like a little anti-establishment and I thought that was like pretty cool. I don't know. I just I thought that was more interesting, but I was invested in the central family story yes, with me this too. one. Me um, too. I wish we had spent more time with it because we're spoiling it, right? Yeah, we're spoiling um, it. They killed off the uh Noriko, uh his yes. love interest, uh pretty early on. And yeah. like um beginning of act two, I feel like. If it was just a whole movie of him assimilating with his family and they're like growing together, that would be like really interesting to me. Um, but the other stuff didn't really, I didn't see, I don't think it was too compelling. It was like, I, I understand the guilt part of it, um, mm-hmm. but it lost me a little bit when he joined this other group um, that was supposedly like, the movie was telling us that it was way better than how they were treated as like you know disposable right before but they were but still guy, but, but they were still like ragtag and like not officially recognized it's sort of like that yeah but like this leader was also lying to them telling them oh it's gonna be fine like they'll survive <laughs> don't worry right. like we're all gonna live and like i know that is what happened but also it felt like just as bad to me a little bit i agree know? yeah there was, there was some gaslighting involved I felt a little disconnected with like the overall message of the whole movie. Uh, so that was like my one, that's like my one complaint is that I didn't, I kind of like identify on that point. And that's probably like, maybe there's like some cultural shortcomings as well, you know, that like sure. I just can't fully connect with, which is I get that. understandable. I, but I get that. I think, um, I, I don't, I don't dispute that. I think that is, that's very valid. And I agree with you. I think like the human story here is good. But if we're doing a direct comparison to Shin, which is what you have to do, um, Shin is better uh, in that regard. Um, and it 
this one, I, 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 I think the ending is also kind of a cop out. That I hated that ending. Oh, she's the alive, final scene, and she's infected or whatever. Right. And it felt like a reshoot. Like they it, right. It and tested poorly, and they reshot it. Right. I don't get it. Um. Um. And I like, I love when I see a movie like this and I can't tell you everything that's going to happen, but this wasn't one of those, you know? Right. Which is fine. There's something to be said for a comfort action movie, you know? Um, But it it wasn't that, but everything was done like technically so well, it's like hard to fault it, you know? It was just a solid Godzilla movie. Yeah. I mean, it's still very good. Um, I I think it's definitely worth checking out in the theaters. Um, And if you have not seen Shin Godzilla, you definitely should. Um... And if you haven't seen Gojira from 1954, uh, yeah, I, uh, mm, like same universe. I can't I remember Shin Godzilla. I don't think for so. The first time appearing, or... yeah, Shin Godzilla. I think Shin Godzilla was like the first time, but like the okay. that's the way Godzilla is in all these movies. He's like the rumors of the local island or whatever, you know, like Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception of like the big guy in a monster suit movies, where it's like, oh no, it's Godzilla again, you know. Um, <laughs> I think okay, so I, I don't think this universe. is I don't think so. Cuz I don't know how you do that and tell that accurate of a human story, you know, like cuz that world is the world in which Godzilla re- reappears is so entirely different than our own. Like if you're trying to sell a really grounded cuz that's what this movie is trying to do is and it does mostly successfully a very grounded human story with the framing device of a monster attack you know mm-hmm. i think i don't know if you can do that I, I think it becomes less believable if godzilla is a constant threat like oh look who's back the big lizard is back i don't know maybe i'm wrong but yeah you definitely have to weave that into the story and make it like very important something where they're they're living under a constant constant fear it could be like a um like the nuclear war like sure yeah, it could be but like, like it was like a Cold War situation where you're like at some at any day now, yeah. right? At any day now, Godzilla's going to show back up and going to completely it. wreck yeah. the world. You could do it, but like that's it that's a lot harder, in. right? That's a lot harder of a story to tell, I think. Um, but that's all. Let's 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 review this movie for reference. I gave Shin Godzilla, um, four point five, and I don't have Dylan. I don't show Dylan as having rated it on Letterboxd, so I have no idea what Dylan would have given it. Um. We use a, similar. Like we use we use the letterboxed scale, uh, which is zero point five to five. Um, I'm going to give Godzilla minus one a four. Um, I really enjoyed it, um, but not as much as Shin, which is a near perfect Godzilla. Um, I'm going to give it a three point five, just a little bit less. I still respectable. I enjoyed it. I would not be mad about watching it again. I think it was a really good theatrical experience, and I would, I would recommend this to pretty much anyone. Absolutely. Um, it's sitting at a 3.9, so like right in between us there. So that's really good. Oh, I, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's Shin Godzilla. This is sitting at 4.2. That's wild. Yeah. That's really good. That, that's really good. Yeah. So good good for them. Um, but anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. 
Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.